Welcome back, guys, to what essentially is the last episode of the year, and what a way to end it with the last two episodes of The Mandalorian, and also it's basically our season recap. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to go full spoilers, right? And just say fuck it and just go full spoilers for each one. I mean, mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's not like we're going to make a spoiler, uh, like a spoiler episode uh, for, for the last episode. Yeah, I mean, by that point, you already watched the whole thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Why not? Yeah. No, 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 I'm down for it. I'm down for it. I'm just making sure we're all in agreement about that. I mean, I don't know. I feel that that, that, that makes sense to me. I mean, yeah, sure. So, let's start off with talking about the the second to last episode, or which is essentially Mando having to get uh, Bill Burr's character, whose name escapes me. Yeah, it escapes me too. It's like they mentioned it in like the beginning of the episode, but I don't. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a you know sci-fi name. It just I never I was never really good with remembering most of those. Yeah, unless they're like really memorable mm-hmm. or something very mundane like Luke Skywalker. But uh, yeah, so essentially the mission is so they have to go find out information and go to different and go to this one spot that only he can go in because Bill Burr's character was a part of the part of the empire yeah this is defected yeah and we we get to learn a lot about the character of uh, billboard's character and as well as a little bit more about mando and how he's willing to not break the law of, of not break the code but willing to bend it as it will yeah yeah it's very interesting uh just how deep we get into uh, billboard's character um, you know, like the situation is obviously sort of tense for Mando because he's got to get Grogu back. Grogu, Grogu. You know, listen. I, I, I vaguely, I vaguely, you know, got uh his name right the first time. I haven't called him Baby Yoda yet. Yeah. So, you know, we get to that bridge when we get to that bridge. Yeah, we get to that bridge when we get to that bridge. So, I'll say this. These last two episodes, especially this one, and especially the next one, uh, these are great character moment episodes, and these pretty much summed up what I feel is probably the best show Star Wars has made in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with that sentiment. I mean, obviously, like, this this episode still has a lot of, like, uh, crazy action because, you know, we're blowing up Imperial stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also some deep cuts. Yeah, there's definitely some deep cuts. Like you, you just finished telling me that the that that this the backstory that uh Bill Burr's character sort of gives during his talk with the Imperial officer mm-hmm. is like a connection to the Battlefront uh storyline from Battlefront two, like yeah. the, the recent one. Yeah, which I'm just like I didn't even know that. What? Yeah, that's some deep cut. Like if you don't play like any of the games, you're like, I, d- I didn't even notice that, but then. I realized Operation Center. That sounds familiar, and I haven't played the 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 whole game. I just know about the story about it because like sometimes I'm one of the, I'm one of those guys that like you know I don't feel like playing the I don't feel like playing that game. I'm just gonna watch the whole cutscenes. Yeah, that's basically yeah, what yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, Operation Center. That's cool. And it pretty much sums up. Uh, and this is, this letter goes on into the next episode too, where they where essentially it sets up how Palpatine was able to establish the First Order and how he came to rise to power and. Basically, if you think about the stuff that's going on 
with Grogu that's like, oh, also oh, that's why he's still alive. Or, you know, that's how he's able to, like, stay in power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, there's, like, little hints to that stuff, especially in this season, mm-hmm. that, like, might lead to, like, this is this supposed to help explain, like, uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, like, the reason why Palpatine shows up in episode 9 mm-hmm. and, like, some of that stuff. Which, uh, yeah, I definitely do think uh, that is, you know, like, mm-hmm. super interesting that we get that information in this show. I mean, obviously, like, I think even back in the first season where uh, Grogu does a little bit of, like, force healing, mm-hmm. the same time, like, the week of when episode 9 came out and we see Ray just using a shit ton of force healing. Mm-hmm. So, I'm assuming that... It, like, it's going out of style. Yeah, like... You know, it's essentially there to help make that connection, as far as I'm aware. Mm. You know, it's so it, yeah, it's it's they're definitely doing their best to like, mm. you know, sort of string along uh, these various sort of uh, mm. connections ever since the first season. Yeah, and that's something I've really enjoyed, especially since it's got like it tells us more about the world. And one thing, one thing that I I was always interested in is what happened after the. The fall of the empire. Well, technically, it's not a fall. It's more like, you know, just the gradual descend and what we eventually will get to eventually the first order because that's the whole point of the, like that story that the imperial the imperial officer says we just we did it just to make the fall in line. And by that 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 really affected the whole first character because like both him and the char- and the end game character that you play in the story mode for Battlefront Two, they're both like horrified at what events the events that were to come surprisingly enough you weren't horrified enough for uh all drawn but sure i mean yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's uh that's that's a that's a whole thing mm-hmm. uh it's like oh where are the bad guys are we the baddies <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh so, so, yeah yeah so it's it's it is sort of like an interesting lore mm-hmm. lore episode but also does have you know a nice bit of action we get to yeah. see i would say it's not even that deep of a lore cut but it's more like just a little nod to the fans that have been following throughout the this, this new universe that they've been expanding on yeah yeah i mean and we and, and besides that we still get like a good amount of fan service um boba boba uses the slave one like little uh like uh, i forget the name of it but it's the same thing he uh Django used when he was trying to evade obi-wan oh in, in attack of the clones oh shit i didn't even notice that yeah see see see, see yeah because i was like that's interesting mm-hmm. that kind of reminds me of something and i actually went back to look at it up and i'm like oh right because he did do something like that mm-hmm. yeah like it's it's super neat right mm-hmm. it, like they, they they still give you those bits of like mm-hmm. fan service but it's not like you know super uh in your face about it like 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 the last time we talked about it right mm-hmm. with ahsoka and stuff yeah but like it's it's fan service but it's not in your face and thankfully that's what i like about it um but i will say there was the, one of the th- best things about this is that there's a huge great use of tension but also in terms of the story uh, it tells it kind of shows you and kind of why bilber's character kind of left the empire because he was basically tired of seeing like all the the bad stuff and yeah we we mentioned it earlier with with operation cinder but also uh if because the whole point is that they're they're, trans, they're they're in disguise and they do it by transferring certain things to a certain area, and we see sort of the after effect of the such things. 
like like they're screwing people's lives yeah yeah and he's very sort of like i mean that's that's just how i mean he's 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 sort of just sort of like you know bill bill burr's character has always been cynical so Mm. so when he the line he says where he's talking about new republic empire doesn't matter these people don't don't like anybody you know Mm -hmm. they just yeah and yet even he has like a limit yeah, yeah, like it's super interesting, right? Like mm-hmm. he has like a bit of a you know limit himself. It, it kind of reminds me, uh, like he's he's obviously not like a perfect person, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, obviously, like last season, he he tried to like set up Mando. He, he was a complete and total ass. Yeah, yeah, but he he still has like a sense of like, okay, this is too far. Yeah, right. So yeah, it's it's interesting seeing that character like, especially yeah. a bounty hunter yeah it, yeah especially a bounty hunter right because they're supposed to be ruthless cutthroat yeah so yeah it's 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 kind of interesting and puts into perspective when he says like you and me mando we're kind of you know we're alike right yeah and uh, obviously like mando's like no we're nothing alike man but, and, you, but you realize like even he was isn't willing to go too far yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's very in, uh, very interesting take you, you know what it reminds me of and this is a little off tangent but it reminds me of uh, Red Dead Two, where like your 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 caravan of outlaws, murderers, and thieves. But the one thing you want don't do is you don't hurt the kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 yeah, like there, it's sort of a honor among thieves kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah, where like there's just certain things you're not supposed to do. And yeah, in Red Dead Two, like you obviously see a lot of stuff like that, and of course, you know that's the whole point of the story, right? Or like Arthur and like some of the other guys don't like the way Dutch is kind of slowly descending into madness. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, that's, that's a good take. That's a good yeah, take. yeah, yeah. And I'll say this: um, as much as I love this episode, they did the one the one sin I I, I really didn't like about in the last season. They did it. Not only here, but also in the in the the last last episode. Um, by last episode, I mean the actual last the season finale. It's where like you you keep showing me Mando's face. I don't want to see Pedro Pascal's face. <laughs> He's a good looking man. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like I don't want to see his face. It takes me out of it because when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's Aubrey Martel. That before he got his head crushed in on Game of Thrones. I mean, I don't have that. I don't think, I don't have that sense of attachment because like I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I, I I get what you mean because it's it is sort of like it feels taboo because Mando sort of made it taboo, right? He's yeah. like, he's always like the mask doesn't come off or whatever. The helmet doesn't come off. Yeah, yeah, and obviously he sort of kind of has to break it because he's the one that has to like dress up as a stormtrooper. Yeah, and you, you knew it was coming, but I was like, I personally like I'm. I don't mind if he takes it off for story reason-wise, like he did in this one and he does in, in the next episode. But for us, the audience, I'd rather you like do some camera trickery where like you, you, we don't see his head. Like we see the back of his head or something. And like, and you know, whenever there's a shot, because there's a shot where it's him, Bilber, and the Imperial officer. And we keep cutting to his face because like we have to see, you know, his reaction be like all tense and stuff like because he's got the like, don't do it, bro. Don't do it, bro. <laughs> like instead of doing that, it just like, just let it be, Bilber and that one guy, and we just don't focus on his face. You know, some some cool camera trickery. I'm like, damn, you you not only did you follow that code, but you also did it within within the film. That's awesome. Um, that's personally me. 
I mean, yeah, no, I, I get it. And, you know, it's just, it, it's just sort of more of a, I think it's just a stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 I, I definitely understand. I don't have as much uh, attachment to it, I guess. Just because it's just, I don't know, it, it, you, when it happens, I guess in, for me, yeah, it's sort of like a, oh, this is like kind of a serious moment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like things are about to get a little dicey because, mm-hmm. you know, it feels like for uh, Mando, when the helmet comes off, then kind of like anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, obviously like it goes from a super tense situation uh, in this episode because one, like he, Mando's stuck talking Mando and Bill Burr's characters are stuck talking to this Imperial officer, and the, you know, as the conversation goes intense, and Bill Burr is like, "I'm gonna fucking kill this guy, man." He's like, "Mando's like, don't do it. <laughs> we gotta get out of here." And then, I know it seems like we're just talking about like the situation with these three characters because that was the main focus. It's just these three, well, more like Bill Burr and and Mando's uh, story. Yeah, yeah. Because like everything else is just it's more like cool action, um, setting up for the last episode, and all that kind of stuff. And really, I can't say anything really bad about it. I can't say anything more about it. I think this is probably one of their, their best episodes. And, like, at the end, we'll probably talk about why, our, our, our thoughts on, like I said, the, the season as a general. But, yeah, this to me, this is probably, like, at least a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I would have to agree with you there. Like, it's, it is a very good episode. Um, obviously, there's lots of good, like, action involving... Um, you know everybody um especially i mean i think the pirate uh uh trying to uh destroy the convoy was kind of interesting mm-hmm. um uh but yeah obviously the, the the main focus is mando and bill burr's character and just seeing that dynamic like evolve mm-hmm. super interesting and obviously i think that's what that's that's sort of the main focal point of the episode mm-hmm. and and not only that it's also the just just how much the the empire has affected everyone's lives and like just how how far they're willing to go and how far is one person willing to go mm-hmm. you know Bando is willing to take off his mask to prove the point to, to, to help with the mission and Bilber's has a has a breaking point where he's like I, yeah I can't I can't keep doing this hence why he shot the Imperial officer mm-hmm. but yeah no it's it's a really great episode <laughs> um so Obviously, now that we talked about that, we gotta go to the last episode. Last episode, we go into Save Grogu moment. And by, before we do that, we have an interesting conversation between Bo-Katan and Mando, which also includes Bo-Katan's uh, right-hand lady, and good old Boba Fett. Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, uh, moment, because... Uh, it's if you didn't know if you didn't know, man, uh, Boba is not a Mandalorian. Yeah, like, and they obviously are like, you know, don't they obviously don't see him as such anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, knowing just how sort of the more interesting backstory for Boba now, mm-hmm. because his father Django was a foundling, mm-hmm. so under that law, he, he essentially is kind of a Mandalorian, right? Kind of. Yeah, and obviously they have a bit of, uh, of a scuffle because mm-hmm. uh, Bo sort of reveals her whole thing of like wanting to get the dark saber in order to essentially uh, reclaim, reclaim, yeah, reclaim Mandalore. Yeah, and Bo is like, 
That's stupid. Why would you do that? <laughs> it's, like, it's it's gone. Yeah, it's been glassed. Yeah. And if you're a Halo fan, you know what that means. Yeah, they 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 burned that planet pretty good. Pretty <laughs> and, damn good. And all, and then there's eventually there's like a little bit of a uh, a scuffle, a, a tiny fight. Uh, yeah. With uh, with Boba Fett and uh, Bo-Katan's like right hand lady. Which is like you know it's kind of interesting because you get to see like a just these two different styles mm-hmm. of like I guess Mandalorians fighting. Yeah, and not only that they they, they recognize that you know yeah like we said earlier Boba's not a real Mando uh, you know considered Mandalorian because he's a clone. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Bo-Katan does yeah mention that we're like because again like knowing Boba's backstory that Jango Fett was the pre the the template for all the clones during the clone wars mm-hmm. including uh, boba so you know I, so obviously like i mean they even use the original uh, they use the 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 actor from the original trilogy that played Django, who's playing boba now you mean the the sequel tri- uh you mean the prequel trilogy yeah i mean the prequel trilogy cuz yeah. uh, that guy just passed away yeah yeah no, yeah yeah no. that guy definitely just yeah yeah he just recently passed away by the time of recording yeah yeah so um you know, it, it, it's a nice little uh, touch there, and uh, obviously, you know, um, not not a lot of good blood between uh, I'm assuming the Mandalorians mm-hmm. and the clone troopers. No, because they have to go to war against each other. Yeah, yeah. You gave me even Bo-Katan's like I heard your voice like a thousand times. Like I know you, you goddamn clone. At this point, it's like at some point I was I was to her say like some kind of clone racial slurp and i was like mm, we ain't gonna get that is there is there a, a slur for clones no belly button i mean i guess yeah it just seems a little odd yeah um but yeah yeah it's and so then so basically the uh angle is that mando recruits bo-katan because he's like i know where mock gideon is and i need your help to get the kid mm-hmm. and bo-katan's like i he has something that i want and I'm gonna get it from him, mm-hmm. and don't get in my way. And it's like, listen, as long as I get the kid, you can do whatever you want to him. Yeah, that's all, that's all. that's all I need. And essentially, it becomes like a rescue mission, and all that. And basically, it, they split the two teams: the all-female team and Mando. I mean, yeah, because Boba essentially is you is a distraction mm-hmm. plot, and you know, and you know, to come back and pick them up whenever they're done. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. And, of course, you know, like, we, we get into a pretty good di- diversion sequence. Uh, the crew lands in, and it's, you know, the, the all-female crew. Uh, Which, what a power girl move. It's... I mean, yeah, you got uh, Ming Wang Wen. Uh, you got... Uh, Gina Carano. Yeah, you got uh, Bogotan and you got the other Mandalorian girl. Uh, all sort of just, like, blasting through stuff. And then you got Mando, who go- goes straight for the kid. He's like... It's gonna be a good dad. He's gonna walk in, yeah, just pick just, up my kid, gonna yeah. let them, gonna let the ladies do their thing. Yeah, and uh, obviously um, things aren't don't go as much as well as planned because because it never does. Yeah, Mando obviously has to face off against a dark trooper, which we establish that they're basically just just droids. Yeah, they're 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 droids. With, with, I'll say this: their design, badass, love it. Yeah, it's really cool, and the theme. The oh, theme I was like, they, I was like, is Skrillex here? Yeah, like, Skrillex. The theme they use for the Dark Troopers is so freaking good. 
Oh, but like, and just the see because eventually we get into a fight sequence with 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 Mando and one of the dark troopers, and it is like not scary movie, horrifying, but it is horrifying. It's it's on the level of a Terminator. Oh yeah, basically, it, just the moment where like one of them is on fire, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty freaking cool as hell. It gets a little comedic too. Yeah, because obviously, like, uh, like Mando's wearing Beskar, which protects him, but like, obviously, the 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 Dark Trooper is a droid, so he just constantly just punches the, him there, in the helmet. I'll say this: there's a moment where you just can't help but that, especially since um, Mando's carrying a spear, you can't help but go back to this for all the Game of Thrones fans out there. You can't help but think of the Mountain versus the Viper episode where the 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 actor who plays Mando was fighting this big dude in like huge suit of armor with a spear only get his head crushed in. It, i mean that's some, that's a reference to game of thrones fans maybe but yeah no it's a yeah i mean he manages to beat him but it, it like clearly he's uh clearly it, it, facing it's, off a. it's it's that moment in rp in in role-playing games or jrpgs where you fight a bot you fight an enemy that you think you can take but you end up using a lot of your a lot of your stuff, and you're like, "Oh crap! I just wasted my my like all my items." Yeah, all my good shit. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, and so Mando sort of uh, gets rid of the rest of them by opening the airlocks, and they all get sucked out. And he he's able to get to Grogu, but Moff Gideon is there, and I knew this was gonna go down because he was gonna offer him like Grogu. And I'm like, it's not gonna go that long way. I bet I was gonna, I was actually gonna give him like a, like, a, like a, a huge one up if like, Gideon's like, yeah, just take him. I got what I need. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he does say that. It's like I only needed his blood. I mean, you can go, and you know, if you want the kid, and he's like, all you want is the kid, then just leave. All right. And obviously, it doesn't go that way because Moff Gideon is like, I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna kill you. But okay, I'll talk about this later. But yeah, no, they have a fight with. With with um, with Gideon and his dark saber and the best car spear, and it's it's a good fight. Yeah, it's a pretty solid uh, all around good mm-hmm. like hand to hand fight. And eventually, Mando's able to beat him, and he has him cuffed and brings him to the bridge to Bo-Katan. And in the middle of that, uh, Moff Gideon is like, he, "This is part of my plan the whole time." Yeah, he was kind of he's he's like I guess he was playing uh, 4D chess while everybody was playing checkers. He's like, "No, see." Now that you beat me, you have the 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 claim to the throne of the Mandalore because that's the whole Dark Saber's backstory, mm-hmm. basically. He and Bo Katan, you know, obviously wants the Dark Saber, and you know, while Mando's like, I don't care, just take the Dark Saber. Rafine's like, No, 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 you must fight for it. And it's like, and the whole time you're like thinking, Yeah, why don't you just take it? Who cares? You can just lie about it. That's like their whole code. They are a warrior race. Yeah, and like Bo Katan is like, he's right. I, I mean, I have to fight you for it. And it's like, but, but there's not enough time for that because the dark troopers that Mando got mm-hmm. rid of, they can fly. If you remember from the episode, uh, where they get kidnapped. Yeah, where Grogu gets kidnapped, they can fly and they fly back into the ship. And it's like they're all essentially have, they all bunker up in the in the uh, the the, the station. Yeah, they all bunker. The yeah, they all bunker up on the bridge, and uh, essentially are having to face like at least what, like 15, 20 of these dark troopers. 
Well, it's it's a whole platoon. It's a whole platoon. So th- th- they obviously are like, this might be the end. And they all, like, there's a bunch of them coming well, to the I door. Know, the whole time, Moff Gideon's, like, just talking shit. Yeah, he's like, you're all gonna die, except for me and the kid. <laughs> you know? And they're just starting to break down the door by just punching the... Because they're it. droids. Yeah, because they're droids, obviously. I mean, I'll say there's it just the, the level of tension that's there in it, it. It's so good, because you're like, well, this could be it. Yeah. This could be it. Yeah, but then... A, an X-Wing shows up. And I have a problem. <laughs> I have a personal with this. But yeah, continue. Okay. So an X-Wing shows up. And everyone's like, one X-Wing? What's what, who, who is that? And then uh, they start, you know, seeing through the security cameras that a cloaked figure is just destroying all of these dark troopers. And it's with, Luke. <laughs> yep, with green lightsaber and everything. Luke Skywalker. If you couldn't figure it out when the moment the X-Wing came in, you're like... You, you know by the moment the green saber comes in, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. And I like how everyone online, even you said earlier, that Luke is very much like his dad. Yeah, because there is a... Because when Luke gets to the corridor, the hallway, where... The, the Mando and the rest of the group are in and protecting themselves in the door. He just like starts destroying all of these starch. All Rogue One at the end. Yeah, uh, like sim- very like very reminiscent of the end of Rogue One, where Darth Vader just dis- mows down an entire like group of rebels. Honestly, the best scene in that whole film. Yeah, so like I was like, I mean, I guess he is you know Anakin's son. You know, he was, he he mowed down all those people in that hallway, just like he mowed down those younglings. <laughs> no, I mean it's a bit. I mean, listen, I don't think uh, uh, Anakin used the Force to crush a small child's to in, like that. You know, their mm-hmm. insides. Because I mean, you can only do that to a droid, which did happen. Which is like, oh well, my I mean, god! I mean, you can just pick one up and throw out the window. I mean, you don't like a G. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, the the Coruscant is a floating. You know, there's a, the buildings are really up high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, you know, uh, they're able to. Uh, you know, Luke saves the day. You know, he's like, "I'm here for the kid," and uh, we get to the, sort of the uh, the touching moment. The, yeah, the very touching moment. You know, a bittersweet moment for yeah. Mando, where he's like, like, at first he's sort of like, "I don't think he wants to go with you." He's like, "He, he wants your permission before you go." All right, because mm-hmm. like Luke, Luke, and I think Man, Mando know that. Like, obviously, like Grogu needs. To like he needs harness, a teacher. yeah, he needs a teacher. He needs to harness the force, but you know, in order for him to be safe. So you know, Mando picks up Grogu. He's like, "Listen, you gotta go. You know, you're gonna be you're gonna be safe with him." And Grogu's like, he touches the, the helmet, and he's like, you know, he takes off the helmet, and he gets to see him. He's all teary eyed too. Yeah, and eventually, like, uh, Grogu's still kind of like there on the ground, holding his leg or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then R two D two shows up to like I swear to God, which I gotta be honest, that was like maybe the one part where I'm like, like really, <laughs> but uh, you know, like he obviously like eventually Grogu, you know, does go with Luke, mm-hmm. and Luke goes and takes him, and that's sort of where the episode ends, you know, where uh, Mando sees off Grogu being like, "I'll see you again one day," All right? And then we get to the after credits scene. Oh, but yeah. Before we go to that, let me just say this. God damn it, I kind of wish it was someone else than Luke. 
I mean, I, I get, I get what you I, mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with Luke. I'm not upset. I'm not angry. But it's one of those things where, like, man, how cool it would have been if someone, else, if like Ezra Bridger from Rebels or Cal Kessick from the Jedi Fallen Order game showed up, or like we said before, The Apprentice. Yeah, Captain Merrick. Yeah, showed up. Like, how cool! Like, imagine like every like all the dark, the everything goes dark where the dark troopers are at, and all you see is like two blue lightsabers going changing and he just like mows him down i mean yeah yeah i agree that it would be a really cool like nod to like trying to make the force unleashed stuff canon again or at least trying to fit them in like a new kind of canon like i get i get that and also it would be kind of again a nice nod to like you know rebels and uh the fact that there's other jedi out there yeah yeah i mean you know yeah but at the same time, like getting to see Luke, young Luke, CGI Luke, yeah, CGI Luke. It's it's obviously like uh, they use the same de aging stuff that they did with uh, still needs work. Yeah, I mean it looks for for I'm assuming for the um, the budget they have for the Mandalorian, it looks pretty all right. Right? Yeah, I think that's where all the budget went because there were moments in like in, where the budget looked a little. Eh. Well, I mean, when you get Robert Rodriguez to do an ep- uh, direct an episode, you you're not gonna get that much. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's. Ha- I'm gonna assume that's half the reason why it's like you can work on a low budget, right? Like he, made, I think he made his first film under with like a thousand dollars or something. So I mean, he's he's used to working with low budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. So like, I think he looks well. And I, the weird thing about the after credits, it still labels him as Mark Hamill. So did is it did he come back? Yeah, that's that's what makes me wonder. Like, wait, it, was it just Mark Hamill like saying those lines, or did they retro? Because I I won't lie, I feel like some of those lines I feel like they just took from like various uh, other takes of Mark Hamill that I guess were unused. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could be wrong. I, you know, uh, it could just have been like Mark Hamill saying those lines or something. That is not Mark Hamill's boy body. It, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's, they probably did the same thing they did with, like, Princess Leia in Rogue One, where it's a different actress, but they essentially made the face look like, you know, young uh, Carrie Fisher. With um, a little crooked eye there. A, a little bit. Mm. I, I, I'll i say this. I think young uh, Leia in Rogue One looked a lot better than uh, uh, Tarkin in that movie. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, so... Um, and I think Luke looks fine for the amount of budget I, I assume this show has. Yeah. So, on on the whole, um, good finale. Good finale. Me and I guess earlier we gotta talk about that the after credits scene. Yeah, the after credits scene. Which you and I have had this discussion, and we'll get to that. But basically, Boba and Mina Wen's character go back to essentially Jabba the Hutt's palace with. What is that dude's name who escapes me? It, it was his translator, right? Yeah, his translator. His translator has a name. I just can't remember it off the top of my head. I'm about to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's essentially taken Jabba the Hutt's place as, like, I guess the leader of the of that of that uh, palace. He even has a slave girl and everything. Bid but, Fortuna. Okay, Bid Fortuna. That's I was like, I, knew, I know that name off the top of my head. Yeah, so you know he's and he's gotten fat too, which I assume is because you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's just sitting around be eating like stuff all day. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, Boba shows up, you know, 
Ming Wang Wen's character kills everybody except him, and then Bobo just shows up and he's like, Bobo, I thought you were dead. How's it going, buddy? And he gets shot. <laughs> like, like a moment. Like, I don't know why I immediately thought of something from Robot Chicken. Yeah. It's like, I thought, like, back from the dead, assholes. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, he takes his place on that little throne thing, and it's like, he, you know, it sets up like a, uh, there's a, like a little end card. The Book of Boba Fett coming December 2021. Which, okay, is it... A lot of people say it's an original show. Personally, I think, and I hope this is, this kind of is, is that the next Mandalorian season is about Boba. Make it an anthology of different Mandalorians. I, I, I mean, that would be sort of an interesting way to take it. I mean... Yeah, that like, cause I mean, given the fact that, uh, cause on the one hand, like um, Mando's story, which uh, Jin Dehan, I think his name is, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, you know, he still has a bit of story left for him to go. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, the dark saber stuff, mm-hmm. he has to settle out. But there's still a lot of you know stuff that can be done mm-hmm. with him. Um, I mean. I, have they confirmed a third season for Mando yet? Though? I don't believe they have. I can double which, check. Which I feel like could lend credence to the book of Boba Fett being its own show. Um, but I mean, you know, they're making a ton of Disney Plus shows. I mean, one they announced the Ahsoka show mm-hmm. with Rosario Dawson, which I was right about because it's like if you're gonna get Rosario Dawson to play a, a major character from Star Wars for just one episode like you clearly are you're gonna have her show up for like her own mini series <laughs> or whatever and of course the uh, obi-wan show season three is in, the, is in the works season three is in the works so we probably won't see it until maybe next year or the year after mm, yeah so i mean that, again that could maybe lead cadence to what i'm saying cadence to you know maybe book of boba fett being the third season you know mm-hmm. be mandalorian the book of boba fett yeah uh but yeah yeah it's because that's a weird title for a show yeah yeah it, it kind of is a, a little bit yeah um but yeah it's because you say book of boba you think of boba tea book of tea boba tea oh boba tea oh yeah. okay okay all right, all right. <laughs> not right, booker tea no uh, no i was like i was thinking about something else okay uh but yeah that's interesting yeah um, yeah, but like they're you know, like, why wouldn't they do it? Like they're bringing some more shows. You said like earlier, Ahsoka Tano's getting her own show. Obi Wan's getting her own show with Haiti Christian coming back, which was which shocked you. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that means Darth Vader. <laughs> what if they What if they sprinkle in Garrett Miller in that show? What, what if he What if he sent the apprentices to go after Obi Wan? Oh, that would be pretty. That'd be pretty wizard. And he, and he he in turn trains Scaling Knight. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, well, all right, but yeah, now the the end credits sort of impl- yeah implies that I, I'm guessing Boba is gonna essentially gonna be doing some interesting bounty hunter stuff, which is kind or, of neat, or, or or like Kingpin stuff. Yeah, which is I think super neat. Um, I mean, obviously, I think yeah, what they I could see them doing is like like maybe for like just standing talking roles, you'll have Boba like maybe without his helmet on or something because mm-hmm. we have seen without the helmet at this point doing some stuff, but. And I know the actor is a bit old, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's he was doing a majority of his action scenes. Mm-hmm. So you could just get like a stunt double mm-hmm. under the mask and to do the more, I guess, ex- extravagant, yeah, action sequences. So which I think is like the one benefit of having Mandalorians, right? Yeah, 
if you have a person that doesn't necessarily have the skills to do a lot of like crazy mm -hmm. uh, live action uh, choreography and stuff, then you can always just get a stunt double to wear the the man, the, the, the helmet. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it it's looking a bit. I mean, either way, if it's a it's a bit third season, essentially is about Boba Fett. That'd be awesome. If we're getting our own show about Boba Fett, that's still pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Especially after, you know, he was supposed to get his own movie and that got sort of canned. So, yeah, like, it, it's going to be... Mm -hmm. that. I think that's a nice compromise that he gets his own Disney Plus show. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're basically doing with a lot of these characters, for, especially for Marvel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The ones that they feel like they don't necessarily feel like they have the potential to hold their own movie, they just give them a, a, a Disney Plus show. With the production that is basically movie-like. Yeah, so... On the whole, yeah, it, I think uh, things are looking bright for Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. So what would you give a rating for this episode? This episode is like a 10 out of 10, dude. I, I do not disagree with anything you just said. Like, it is... Like, everything, like, all the negatives that I... The negative that I've said was more personal for me than, it, than the actual, you know... It's not, it's not, a, it's not a, it's not a mark on the quality of the episode. No, it's it just your not. preferences. It's just personal preference. Yeah. Especially, like, like I said, with, like, in the last episode. Personally, I would prefer to you do some cool like camera trickery to like make us not see his face. But you know, you, you should, yeah. I, even though you should, I'm still pretty engaged. Yeah, I'm, I mean, if, you, if I'm gonna put personal feelings to to, to, to like take off points in the movie, it has to be very effective. You know, like it really like soured my, my feelings for the movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. Or show whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it is it is a, just a banger to end this season off. It is just so good. It is it is done it is it is done as justice. So, as 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 a season, Joey, what do you think? As a season, um, looking at everything, I would probably rate it around a nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because some of those earlier episodes were 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 okay, right? Yeah, we're, we're getting back into the groove of things, and some of them were like, eh, this is all right. Mm -hmm. But you know, once we started getting the story momentum. Especially with like the introduction of Boba Fett, and you know all these other things leading up to the fun to the finale, mm -hmm. it's just like banger after banger after banger. Oh hell yeah! I know I agree. I think I would. I think I'm right there with you, um, but I'll put a point five onto that because mm, okay. like for me, like it started off pretty slow, but that slowness was still enjoyable. Like I'm not, like the first few episodes. I'm not saying they were like ten out of tens. They're they were solid to like. Above to above average, uh -huh. but then we start like you said we start hitting, hitting that stride where we got banger after banger after banger. I think the last four, maybe the last five episodes were just knocked out of the park. Yeah, I could, I could, like, yeah. Holy shit, this is some good shit. Yeah, I could, I could definitely, uh, I can definitely understand that. Yeah, yeah, especially and especially like it does the one of those things where hey, this is fan service, but it's in a way that's not too overbearing or just in your face. Like the the most of the criticisms that a lot of people have with the sequel trilogy, and who knows, maybe as we go along, the sequel trilogy isn't that it's bad considering the stuff that's centered around it. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely understand that, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's just it's just a good. Yeah, I think Mando is just sort of like, like you know, Dave Filoni, Joe Favreau, John Favreau, John Favreau, you know. I, you gotta give them props. They they know they know how to make good Star Wars, mm -hmm. which is probably why I think what John Favreau is making his own Star Wars movie, right? Yeah, John Favreau said he's gonna make his own Star Wars movies. Uh, Dave Filoni, I think, is also involved in some aspect. But I mean, I'm, a lot of these shows feel like, you know, 
I feel like they're better planned. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it, it, it all you know works. Yeah. Right? Clearly, they had a, sort of a vision in mind for the series, and they've executed it on all fronts. Mm-hmm. And like, say, I mean, say what you will about um, their their achievement of the movies. For them, some of the people are like subpar to like bad to good, you know. But I f- they they feel like placeholders, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially like Han Solo and Rogue One, they feel like places. I mean, going back to to Han Solo, they included stuff like what um, Darth Maul, and if you didn't know Darth Maul was alive, you'd be like, "What?" And Rogue Rogue One is just nothing but fan service. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in, but in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, because like let's let's say like we said, like, the, the corridor scene with Darth Vader. If that wasn't fan service, I don't know what was. Yeah, that was like one of the. I think I remember hearing the, the director commentary that was like one of the last things they shot because it was like, I feel like we should do some have Darth Vader just do something pretty, you know, well because you know we don't want him to obviously just be just standing and talking half mm-hmm. the time and it's like we just have we just do like a quick like action scene with them. It's like oh yeah, and that's like one of the most talked about moments in that movie. You know, it was so good. Yeah, it's like oh hell yeah, this is Darth Vader, Darth Vadering it up. The reason why we all love it. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll probably get more of that in the Obi-Wan show. And, you know, I feel like this is what Disney Plus needed, Mandalorian. Now we just need the rest of them to fall in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think it just shows that there's a huge potential for the rest of uh, the Disney Plus original lineups. For it's just like If they're on the same quality as Mando, I think Disney Plus is going to be, like, rocking it. Yeah, and, the, and for the most part, it was always Mando, because a lot of the shows were either pushed back, or delayed, or, you know, scrapped. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I heard one of the Liz McGuire stuff got scrapped. Mm, so, interesting. So, for a lot of people, it's always been Mandalorian, is the only show I'm going to watch on there. Unless you're like me, who rewatched all of The Simpsons, good lord almighty. Or you're just like really into like watching all the Disney, uh, cla- uh, you know, classics, I guess. Yeah. And to be fair, Mandalorian is is proven to be like one of the top tier quality shows that we had. Mm-hmm. And if, like I said, if now Disney needs to get the rest in line, holy crap. Yeah. We we, we gonna be good for years. Yeah. Because yeah. They, they need to they need to make up for starring a lot of people with the sequel trilogy. Yeah, and I think, you know, Mando is, like, that first big step, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be weird not talking about Mandalorian for the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely. Especially since we're taking a break. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all we have to say about Mandalorian. Is there yeah, anything else you want to add? I, mean, or? I, I got nothing else. Aside from being like, this is a good show, go watch it. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I mean, we'll be probably back with something like, say, Wonder Woman or... Want to say by the time we get back that um, WandaVision is out? Potentially. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and then we got more. Hopefully, we get more movies to review. Until then, thank you guys for taking the chance to listen to us. This has been a very enjoyable session that we had. Now, we used to do this with Watchmen. Now, we're doing this again with Mandalorian. And these are fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, I don't know. It's a lot more easy to do two by two. That we have more time to talk about other stuff than like like once a week kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we can we can come back with 
WandaVision and see how that turns out. Uh, we might mix it up with WandaVision. I don't know. Maybe just talk about the first episode and just go two by two. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That might work, yeah. That might work, yeah, especially with uh, the algorithms and all that good stuff. And, you know, we'll have to talk about movies that, you know, if you are watching this, by the time this is released, this is the last, this, is, you know, it'll be Christmas time, New Year's. Um, this is the last episode for the year. And what a way to end it with Mandalorian. Um, if you guys enjoy what we do, you can follow us on social media through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Contourians. And if you follow us on Instagram, you'll find a link tree that will lead you to all of the podcasting sites that we are officially in, like CastBox, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, all that good stuff. And you'll be able to find our YouTube page where you can see our us talking about it with our actual faces. Give a face to the voice. Where And once you're on YouTube, comment, like, subscribe, hit the bell icon. You know how it is on YouTube. You know, help us get not only get big there, but also get big in the Apple app in the podcasting space. And we do have a Patreon set up where you can just help us with donations, all that kind of stuff. Because we want to do more stuff. Sadly, we weren't able to do it much this year because of current events. But hopefully next year we got a lot more. We get to go back full swing and do a lot of the cool stuff that we wanted to do. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, all right. So it's been me, Joe. And it's been your boy, Eli. We have enjoyed The Mandalorian. Hopefully we will see the season three coming soon. And all all we know is that this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Uh, Anyways, this is a good experience. And I hope you guys have a good one. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, all that good stuff. You guys be safe out there. Peace.